I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings Dude, that's pretty oh, cool. Man, that is good. I'm just that sad, is sad clown. Dude, that's pretty good. This is The Gloom, bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha Packs, exploring their F3 experiences and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in The Gloom. And we're back. Uh, a few little technical difficulties, but I think we're ready to go. Uh, I'm excited for this guy. Um, great to see his smile on, on the other side of the screen. I also see his smile on Strava uh, when he takes over a um, run that I used to be the sort of leader on. He, I think he's actually won all of the Strava crowns or whatever they're called. Um, and he's also just a great guy to talk to in the gloom and, and just love uh, his leadership. And um, I'm also thankful that um, I don't think he was on the police force when I was causing issues as a young man, um, because he would have ran me down and, and caught me. But uh, Farva, <laughs> brother, um, where we'd like to start off is just the, how'd you start? Who VH'd you? What was the first workout like? And how'd you get the name Farva? Oh, wow. Well, thanks, Plague. I, I do take a certain um, sick happiness in knowing that people are going to get Strava messages when they get back to their car from a workout or <laughs> when they wake up or it, it's really kind of sad. So I, I just want to start saying my name's Farva and I'm addicted to Strava crowns. Yeah. <laughs> I love but, it. But, but anyway, but anyway, seriously, thanks so much for having me, guys. This is awesome. In my short times when i have free time i do love to listen to these so that's uh i mean i don't have tons of free time but when i do get some i do like to listen to them so thank you um let's see here who eh'd me so swiper gets the credit for eh'ing me um it's kind of a uh a strange story which has had a pretty big effect on my uh time in f3 actually so my uh best friend mark kypist and his uh young son taylor they were on the way to a Husker game, his son Taylor was seven and they were involved in an accident where they both unfortunately passed away. So uh, during that time frame, I was kind of, you know, like I think most people with, they were to go through something like that kind of mentally drained and just mentally, I was try trying to distract myself actually, actually. And I found myself on Twitter, which I didn't usually get on cause I don't really like Twitter, which, you know, now it's X, but it was Twitter at the time. And, just mindlessly scrolling, trying to take my mind off this horrible thing that had happened. And um, for some reason I saw this video and I mean, I hadn't seen Swiper in probably 20 years. We played basketball together at Gross High School. And uh, and then I noticed a couple other guys that went to my high school. I think one was Sweet Roll and everyone's wearing orange and, and, and blue. And I didn't know what it was at the time. I would later learn, you know, it's a name around one, but I just thought it was a video of some guys and, I had no idea what it was or even what F3 was at the time. And uh, so that week at the uh, the luncheon or the funeral, Swiper was actually there. And so I talked to him and I said, what, what's this thing? What is this? What are you guys doing? What What is this video? And he kind of explained it to me and he's like, oh, yeah, you should come. It'd be great. And, and all this stuff. And um, 
I think it only took like another week where I, I reached out to him. He gave me his number and said, uh, yeah, we're going to be here on Tuesday. Uh, it's the, the sanitarium at Papillion High School, which is not too far from my house. So I said, yeah, I'll show up. I'll, I'll ch- I work out at that time anyway, so I'll, I'll check it out. And um, Went and uh, I pre-ran. I don't know if most FNGs pre-run. I don't know if I've seen that before, but I'm sure it's been done somewhere. But uh, And Nobbs was on the queue, and it was actually his second anniversary i believe um and it was a good workout i mean i remember i just remember like i haven't done some of these things and you know since i was in high school or whatever like like lunges like who lunges what 40 year old guy lunges and he actually said had us do backward lunges and i said i've never backward lunged in my life and that's the only thing i ever remember about that workout i mean sure it was it was hard but that's the one thing is backward lunges and i was like this is this is good this is good and um, as far as the name, uh, you know, you get in there. I don't even remember what I said, but I'm sure, you know, they ask you what you do. So I'm a police officer, obviously. And, you know, if you've seen the movie Super Troopers, you know, the big dumb guy on there is Farva. And I, it was High Life, I believe, that threw that out there. So he, he gets the credit for uh, the naming. And, you know, at the time I was like, I don't know if I like that. But like every other good name, you come to love it and embrace it. I think I picked up the, uh, the, the the signature sunglass thing pretty quick as well. So, seeing all these guys that had cool callbacks, and I said, I want to, I want to have something cool like that. <laughs> you need the mustache, man. Oh, <laughs> you need the far of a mustache. I, I, I tell people, I'm like, you don't want to see me with a mustache. It's pretty bad. <laughs> I have worn a fake one before, so. Uh... <laughs> so. You mentioned the workout was kind of hard or kind of challenging and you pre-ran. So were you like, what's been your, your fitness journey before F3? Like, have you always been a a runner or what, what have you done for fitness? Yeah. So I, I found running, uh, when when I was in college, like I went to UNO, so I was still in town and you know, I didn't, I didn't want to gain a whole lot of weight and I used to play a lot of basketball and I wasn't doing that anymore. So I wasn't getting any cardio and but even when I played sports, I always noticed that I, I could always run longer than most people. Like I didn't get tired playing basketball. And so that was kind of my thing. But I also, I lifted weights, you know, three times a week and I was a gym guy. And then I turned into the 5am guy when I started working day shift. And so I would alternate between lifting weights and running and I do it pretty consistently. I'm pretty obsessive compulsive with the stuff I do. So that includes working out, which, you know, that's what I did. I don't, I don't miss very often. So that's, that, that was good. Well, and then did you pick it up pretty quick to where you're posting multiple times a week and hitting yeah, pre-runs and beat downs? <laughs> I, I was just talking to somebody. I don't think I've ever done a beat down without pre-running. I would probably skip if I was, if I missed the pre-run, but uh, you know, I think like a lot of guys, I told myself, oh, I'm just going to come on Tuesday. Like, you know, that was the, the day I'm like, okay. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, maybe I'll go one more day. And then, you know, so then I'm going Tuesday, Thursday, and then you go on Saturday. And then all of a sudden, like I'm every day and then I'm quitting my gym. I don't have a gym anymore. And I don't, <laughs> I'm like, I don't need that anymore. It's like, if I want to lift weights, I'll go to the precinct and lift weights or something. I don't, I don't need any of this other stuff, but but yeah, that's kind of how it was. Kind of a slow burn. It was like, oh, I'll just do these two days, and then all of a sudden, I'm going all over the city. That's that's that was the huge thing for me is really getting out and seeing all the sites. 
as opposed to just be I'm I don't want to be called a Sarpy guy. I like to get all over and see everybody because you just get to meet so many more guys that way, and it, it's just that's probably one of my favorite things about it. Actually, you get more crowns that way too. I, I, there, was, <laughs> there was there was one day I feel like you got three crowns in one morning, and I'm I'm waking up and I get this little message that's like Farva just stole your crown at <laughs> Catalyst, and then I'm like, what? What's it's he doing? Sunday. <laughs> yeah, it's Sunday, man. He doesn't rest. What, um, curious if we go back a little bit, how'd you get involved, uh, as a police officer? Like, what was that journey like for you? Is that a family thing or? Yeah, or, it's, it's actually you know? not, it's, it's not a family thing. It's, it literally goes back to like, when they ask you what you want to do in kindergarten, like my mom still has the picture of like what I drew and what I wanted to do. And I think that just got in my head and I said, that is something I want to do. And then I kept with it and I went to college and I actually got hired when I was 21 before I even finished college. Um, so I started before I had finished, but I, I went back and got my degree. So that was uh, part of my, the promise to my parents, I guess as well. But, and normally you don't get hired when you're 21. So that's the kind of a has lived up to the hype of your five-year-old imagination. Ah. <laughs> Uh, 20 years ago it did. It's a little different now, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, but that, yeah, there's no, there's a couple of firemen in our family and stuff, but no, no police officers. So, okay. well, I'm curious, are there other police officers in F3 that you've brought out or that, that were, we're here before? We're growing, we're growing. Uh, my first EH was ICB, uh, Irish car bomb. So he's, uh, He's a police officer, and I know uh, Jump Street's out there. He's uh, he's fairly new, not not super new, but I know he's out there. Um, I know a couple months ago we had Oh Boy came out, and he's uh, he was at Catalyst, and I know he's kind of the Bennington Northwest area. So we're, we're slow. I'm slowly getting them. Most of my eaches are real slow burns. I just kind of lay the groundwork, talk to them, show them. You know, and then I let them come to me when they're ready. They're ready. It's kind of like can't really force it too much. When and fitness is part of your job, right? Like you kind of have to maintain a decent level of physical fitness to do your job well. I would think, right? Is that or would you agree? I guess I don't know. Um, I mean, that's accurate, but unfortunately, I'd say the majority of people in our situation don't do that. Is there uh, PT requirements for you guys, like there is in the military? So there is not once you get hired. Now, within okay. the last three years, they've started like a uh, incentive program where they test you every year. And depending how you score, you get uh, extra vacation and uh, they'll give you like $600 to spend on like shoes or a, a watch or any sort of fitness equipment, depending on how you score. And uh, I mean, I think that's and it also forces you it forces you to get a physical I think a lot of guys avoid the doctor. And so if you want to do this testing, you have to get a physical every year. And they've, they've talked about how they've caught like, I don't know, some major things on people just for going to get these, these screens uh, that you should go to every year. So I think that's another cool part of it. And I actually helped uh, like score some of it a couple of years and something I'm passionate about. I'd really love to do something within the department for that. Like, uh, I don't know if that's in the cards, but based on staffing and whatnot, but that would be, that'd be the dream gig for me. Some kind of 
fitness related police activity. <laughs> well, man, I, I love that. And I think it's cool. You know, you're leading by example, right. And in, in this area of the community, that's really important. Right. I mean, I think, yeah. you know, we, I know I at times take for granted the protection that we have from, from guys working on the police force guys and gals, but so I'm curious, you, you've got sort of this tragic event, right. That brings you into the group. Um, where were you at from sort of like just mental health perspective yeah. when, you, when you came in? I mean, was that a, a that, portion of what kept you engaged? I, I, I'm glad you asked that actually, because I was just going to kind of segue from the, from the previous question of, you know, Besides the physical fitness part of the policing, mental health is probably just as important and nobody talks about it. And, you know, you're the manly man, the manly police officer. You don't talk about that stuff. And that's probably why I talked about this during COT, like the, the suicide rate for police officers is astronomical. It's like 68% or something like that. It's, it's crazy some crazy number, especially like even as you, after you retire, it continues just because of things you've seen that continue to weigh on you if you don't talk about or, um, and you know, cause I've, I've had besides the, uh, the incident with, with Mark and Taylor, like, you know, I was involved in an officer involved shooting, which was another huge thing that was before that happened. And that was another real test of, you know, post-traumatic stress and, and, and all that good stuff and that comes with that. And I felt like I was kind of finally getting just over that part of it. And then this other thing happened. And so, yeah, I, I was not in a good place when, when that happened originally and then it got worse, obviously. So that's why I feel like somebody knew, you know, Sky Q God that like, Hey, this is, we got to get him into something. And, you know, you take, that was probably my one good male friend, you know, and then it's kind of like, now I have nobody. And, but where you fast forward to today and now I have countless guys, brothers, you know, that text me every day or that I get to see every morning. So, you know, I think that's been a huge, huge, uh, positive thing for my life for sure. Since, you know, the last, the last two years and whatnot. So I am curious, is, the department provide any resources for mental health or anything like that? Yeah. So it's gotten better recently. Cause I think they kind of, they kind of realize that there is an issue that we need to address and they have uh, peer counselors that, um, so you can kind of, you don't have to, you know, tell everybody, but they have certain officers that are trained in peer counseling. And then they have even professionals that work with the department that you can reach out to. And, you know, it's all anonymous and, um, and a, a lot of that was, I discovered after that, uh, that shooting, because it's, it was mandatory. Once you go through that, like you have to, you have to jump through these steps and hoops to, in order to get back to work. Like you gotta go see the psychiatrist and, and all that stuff. And, but I will say that it is getting better, but I, I bet it was non-existent probably 20 years ago. Like you just didn't wow. talk. Well, I was just going to say, well, you know, this kind of happens and you're in this place psychologically, emotionally, and you come into the group and there are some resources available at the department. It sounds like, did you find something at F3 that was similar to the, what the department was offering? Or was there something you found that just wasn't existent? I mean, 
did F3 help at all? <laughs> I mean, yeah, for sure. Like just the, I mean, just, just the, the, the being with the guys, I mean, just, you have somebody to talk. Like I got comfortable with enough, enough guys that I could ask them or for help or anything about anything like advice or, Hey, I'm feeling like crap today. Or like, you know, this is bothering me and just get all these, you can get different opinions and perspectives and just different help from different people, which I, like I said, my circle was pretty small to begin with. And then it got really small. And then, you know, now it's, it's gotten a lot bigger and you throw in just the, just showing up every day. I mean, the exercise is one thing with the, the endorphins and how you feel after that and the fellowship. And it's just kind of all of it when it just, it's kind of, it's kind of like my daily therapy, honestly. It's like, Mm -hmm. I, that's probably why I want to go every day. Like, I don't, it's just, I don't, it's kind of hard to explain, but yeah, I think that's probably been one of the bigger things with me for F3 for sure is the mental health aspect. Yeah. I love that. And I'm, I'm in the same boat. I feel like it is, it's some sort of therapy. Like it's hard to explain, yeah, but it's it but like, it's the exercise, the community, the conversation and ending in prayer and maybe a good cup of coffee. Um, you know, it's like the perfect, you know, yeah. the perfect uh, component. It's, like, it's like a magic formula. Yeah. Now, how did you go about building relationships in the group? Was it through pre-running and just showing up or what was your strategy there? Yeah. Pre-running for sure. I know, it, you know, it seems like a lot of guys say that during this, it's, you know, that's the magic sauce right there mm-hmm. is, you know, my struggle, which I know you've had the struggle as well as, you know, you want to run fast sometimes and, <laughs> there's not, you, you run with the same guys. You seem like it. I just got to teach myself to slow down so I can talk with other guys, but that's, you know, three miles, you know, almost 30 minutes, you're getting good conversations and getting deeper of not only learning about what's going on in their life, but you know, maybe what's bothering them or what's, what's on the horizon for them. It's just a longer period of time that you can actually get a little deeper. And like you said, I, I just, I just need to work on, getting with different people instead of the same people over again, which I, I tried this week. I, I wore a vest. So that helped me run with some new people. Nice. So I might, I might start doing that more often. I mean, you've already got the crowns, right? So you, you, you can start. <laughs> yeah, you can just dial back the pace a little bit. Uh, I don't have all of them. <laughs> which ones are still on the list? I'm not telling you that. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> uh, you'll know. <laughs> You know, those crowns, I think, I don't even know that I, you know, I had a couple of them. I didn't have all of them because I'm certainly not the fastest guy. I think Trench is another guy to, you know, maybe that you're chasing, but I definitely get the notifications when you, when you break the, the record. What's, what's the driver there for you, Farmer? You mentioned maybe it's, it's a little OCD, but, but what is the sort of push to just keep pursuing excellence, I guess, is, is how I see it. Yeah. Great question. Cause I, a lot of people ask me that, like, why, why do you feel the need to, to, to do that? And I said, you know, I, I really, I feel like you still need to test yourself. Like, like you're, no one else is like, if you're not racing or anything, then you're not really, you're not seeing how far you can go. How far can you push yourself? Like i I feel like at 43 that I'm like the fastest I've ever been by, by a lot. And I don't, I don't know if it's like just, I usually once a week, I'm going to go out and I'm going to go as fast as I can. 
and that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to push it until I almost throw up. That's kind of how I, mm. how I see it. And that's usually those days when I'll, I'll drive somewhere that I know is on my list. <laughs> <laughs> it may not even be the day of the AO. I, I don't care. Cause you know, if, if I got to go to work, then I, I, I got to go early anyway. So, um, just, and the, and the other thing of, of just, like I said, I think you need, everyone needs to test themselves because, you know, guys avoid the, I, the, the apex and they avoid the, the iron packs. And I, I'll say I'm the same way. Like, I don't, don't necessarily like the, you know, we're going to write your score down and whatever. But a lot of times this is me by myself, like four fifteen in the morning, nobody out there, nobody's going to push you to do that. If you can do it to yourself, then I feel like you can do anything. And it's mm. like, another thing is like, I just love that feeling of the rest of the day. Like I just won today. Like the whole, whole rest of the day could be like complete crap, but I'm like, I'm going to wear this crown the rest of the day and I'm going to yeah. hold my head up high and just know that I started the day with a win. I think that's, and even just going to a workout to win, like mm-hmm. for, for, for everyone, like if you show up, do the workout, do the work. I mean, that's a win. I think that's why you feel so good after workouts as well. Cause there are a lot of people that are still sleeping or not doing anything. And it, it's just a good feeling. And you know, like I said, I just, very mini David Goggin esque <laughs> of you to <laughs> put yourself through the suck like that. I mean, have you always been like that? I mean, I from a young so age, I, I don't know. I'm blaming Strava for a lot of these problems because <laughs> I used to just go out and run. I didn't even have a watch. I didn't do any. Like I didn't even know how fast I was going. And now I see this stuff, and I'm like, I think I could take that one. <laughs> He likes he likes the text from me that says I hate you and I love you at the same time. You know, I, I, I gotta be I gotta be honest. It is a sad thing that I, I actually look forward to those texts and the because yeah. I've gotten the, but I've gotten that feeling too. Like hey, so and so stole your crown, and I'm like, oh, game on, let's go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gone back. I'm because your pace is like a minute faster than mine per mile. I'm like, I don't know if I can get to six thirty, man. I don't, I don't know. But maybe oh, I need but, to push myself. I, I love that encouragement and, and motivation. You know, thinking about the second F piece too and kind of looking at, you know, sort of relationships in general. And I know we've had some great conversations on this, but but just curious how F3 has maybe impacted some of those other key relationships in your life, maybe with your M or your 2.0s or if you got a shield lock and any of those sort of things come up. Yeah, for sure. Like, um, Two pointos for sure. Like I kind of just, there's so many great dads in this group that just like can make us make me better. Just like, Hey, like maybe I should be doing that. Or like, you know, I always talk about like just turning the phone off or even I've taken, I've started just like taking my watch off. Like I gave Hmm. a, I gave a COT once where I was talking about how, like I thought I had gotten a notification and I wasn't even wearing my watch. That's like, it was, you're so used to that like vibration that I was like, okay, this is not good. So just kind of like focus more on them at night, even though, you know, about that time, you know, when you get up early in the morning, it, it's, it gets tough around that, that time when you need to be spending time with them and whatnot. Um, but I've definitely tried to be more focused on that and we're big on the sports. So I try to be a little better about not, caring so much about winning or them doing well and just being encouraging which is tough for me because you know obviously i'm a little competitive and whatnot but uh um 
And then with the M, like, I feel like everyone always asks me that question, too, because they're like, when do you guys spend time? I mean, we have five kids, and uh, we're involved in a million sports, and they're like, hey, when was the last time you went on a date night? We're like, you know what? You're right. We need to set that up. So it was just a good reminder to myself and, and others, too, that, like, you do need to make the time. Like, it's not an excuse to have, a, you know, we have all these kids, obviously, but there's always a little bit of time that you can make. So um, that was another big thing that I've really tried to focus on since, since joining a couple of years ago. And that might've been slipping a little bit just with my personal mental health and then just blaming it on having all these kids and saying, we got to deal with them first. And, but you really do have to, I mean, it's an M for a reason, right? It's your most important relationship. And if, if that's not good, then the other ones, they're not going to be good either. But, uh, as far as the shield lock, like we haven't like officially formalized it, but you know, we have like a text group that's, and we've talked about actually formalizing it and it's just a matter of getting everybody together. But, um, like uh, animal house and, uh, low flow, obviously who, uh, took the flag at Catamount and Shroot, um, well, boss hog and razzle dazzle. We have a pretty good group of guys that are kind of a, a, a different range of ages and experiences and, uh, they're all Sarpy guys, but we kind of all get around and they've been really huge too, as far as just being able to lean on and ask questions and like, Hey, what do you think about this? Or, but every, it's just so encouraging too. Like you just, everyone is so just like, you know, good job on your cue today. And, and, you know, just, just little stuff like that, which is, it seems like a little thing, but I mean, I know it's it's always great to get that pit, that text from slow pitch every time he's out. Or I mean, just those little like it seems dumb, but it actually means a lot to people, and I've kind of learned to realize that as well. Oh, for sure. Well, and then on the shield lock piece, like for your guys, you know, tie it back to your family. Hopefully, they're the ones telling you, "Hey, you know, when is the last time you went on a date with your your in? When? How are the kids doing? What are you doing to interact with them?" You know, I I do want to circle back to the family piece real quick. I mean, what do they think about this little? club cult that you're in (laughs) oh man i mean they they i'm not sure how much my kids actually know about i mean they know that i go and that uh i have a lot of shirts and (laughs) and that it's fitness related and i'm sure they i think they i hope they know dad's in pretty good shape compared to some of the other dads out there and um my wife doesn't mind it because you know we're doing all this stuff most of the time before they're even awake so it's not like i'm taking anything away from them which is another good part of, of F3 is like, you know, most of the stuff I'm getting done before anyone's even awake. So, but I, I think she, I think my M's learned to see that it's, it's been good for me as well. Just to the second F with the, with the friends. And she, I think she just sees the fitness as like a bonus. Cause I think she knows that I'd probably be doing that anyway. So how do you, how do you battle the, the F3 becoming your mistress? <laughs> <laughs> I think the first time I heard that was J- JC said that to me on a run. And I was like, it is, I mean, I could see how, how that could happen, but I, I think I have it under control. Uh, that's probably the famous words of, of people that make F3 their mistress. But uh, I mean, I'm open about where I'm going every day and when I'm coming back. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I don't think I'm taking it away from any, any time from anyone because they're not usually awake during that time. But yeah, when everybody's relationship with their M is is different, right? Because our M's are different, and what they yeah. need is different. And you know, I think 
you know, it's, it's so cool to me to just hear um, how you came into the group and maybe didn't even know what you need, but you've, but you found, you know, a lot of that. And you, you mentioned earlier, sort of maybe somebody else's plan or sky Q's plan. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious, sort of your faith journey, you know, from that third F perspective, um, what's that been like for you? Yeah. So raised Catholic, um, went to Catholic grade school, went to Catholic high school, went to gross high school, obviously. Um, I think like a lot of people's journey, my, mine probably lasted a little bit longer with the Catholic church because I was living at home during college. I think a lot of people kind of fall off when they go to college a little bit because they get that little bit of freedom, but, but I was still living at home. So I was still going to church with my, my parents and whatnot. And, um, then, you know, once I finally moved out and, and got my job and kind of, I'm not, you're not forced to go anymore. Nobody else is going, I guess not forced. Like I would just go cause everyone else was going like, okay. And, oh man, it was probably 10 years. I was maybe, that was what the, the Creaster, you know, Christmas and Easter <laughs> with the fa- with the family. And until I, until I met my am and, um, uh, I started going to her church and she's actually Lutheran, which is what, um, yeah. I, yeah so, <laughs> and the way I, you know, the way I see Lutheran is it's, it's, I mean, it's different, but it's kind of what, what it's. Diet Catholic or Catholic, Catholic light, light. Yeah, right? Catholic light for sure, yeah. <laughs> so I've actually liked that a lot more because I don't, it's not as, what's the word, judgy or, uh, I, I don't know. It just, it just it gives me a totally different vibe as opposed to all the years I, and I don't have anything against Catholicism at all. It's just, I, I mean, I was raised great. Like I had a great upbringing, but it was, I think the one thing that drove me away a little bit was I, I just saw a lot of, um, Oh gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, when somebody says something but does the opposite, uh, mm. I, I saw a lot of that. Like you know, this is what we want you to do, but then I see you not doing that. So uh, that that gave me a bad taste for a little while. Um, but yeah, so full on in the Catholic Church or the Lutheran Church now, and. The thing that's a bummer about my job is I, I work almost, you know, most weekends, so I don't get to go to church. Uh, the family still goes, but whenever I'm off, I'm going, and uh, I actually look forward to it now, being with all of us together. And we still go to 8 o'clock service because it's traditional. And, mm-hmm. like, if I'm going to church, I want it to feel like church, not like a concert, you know? Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with the, the contemporary services, but we're kind of old school and getting five kids there at 8am is never easy, but we usually, we usually make it work. And like I said, I look forward to it. And, uh, recently, uh, got to, I think I told plague this when, uh, they did the halfway out of his place. Um, my son was born during my youngest was born during COVID. So I didn't, he didn't get baptized. And then we just kind of forgot about it. <laughs> kind, of, kind of sad, but, uh, you know, it's been, Oh, he's he's three now, and so they were doing a special thing at church to get baptized, and he didn't think he wanted to do it. And he's a three year old, so it's hard to it's hard to bargain with him. And he's like, oh, "I'm not going to do that." And uh, we actually made it to eight o'clock church after doing the half out at Plague's place. And um, my son said, "Oh, he's we, he he said he didn't want to do it before, and we weren't going to force him." So he uh, we went through church, and they you know he got to watch other people do it. So afterwards, he said, "Oh, I want to do that." 
And nice. so after the whole church, they, we went back and they're like, oh, we can get you back in at 11 o'clock. And they're like, okay. So we went to church twice that day. Nice. But uh, I actually got to baptize him, which was which was really, really cool. Oh, that's incredible. I've never heard of a same-day baptism, but it is, it is crazy. <laughs> they were having like a, a, a special thing that week where you could sign up and they were doing like mass. You could either get re-baptized or they were doing some new ones. And so they had everything set up for all the services. And it was just, I just it, it just worked out. Like, I, like there's something about like things happen for a reason. Like it just seems that that always happens. Like I, it's it's somebody's in charge and they know when you need what you need. And that's just, that's why I kind of stopped worrying about stuff because it'll happen if it needs to happen. Well, I love that he, he came away from the first service with enough conviction to right. say, yep, this is what I'm, yeah, this is what I'm doing. I'm ready to go. Sign yeah. me up. That's I thought great. that was well, really cool. So. <laughs> that is cool. And it's sweet. You get to baptize him, man. Yeah. That was that bonus. I didn't know that was going to happen either. He's just like, oh, why don't you do it? I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Well, obviously, F three is not Lutheran. <laughs> no. We do we do end in a circle of trust and a pray, <laughs> in a prayer. But I am curious: Do you get your fill uh, in the third F and F three any? I would say I don't know about my fill, but I definitely get enough because I wasn't getting anything before, and like I said, I was missing church most days. That my family was going just because of work, and so getting to do that every day and pray and hear other people's prayers. It's, it's just huge to get that every day. Cause that was never something I had ever done. That was, you get that daily prayer. And like I said, it's just another part of that secret sauce of mm-hmm. whatever F3 formula is that just, it just, it just does it. I don't know. Yeah. The, the power of relationships to just, you know, sky Q kind of working through, other people and working through you to impact other people. I mean, I think it's just, it's hard for us to ever know um, the true impact. I, I'm curious too, cause you've, I think this was, was this the second year that you've done um, the Mark and Taylor Kuypers uh, sort of memorial event. And, you know, we, we often think about third F, right. Is either sort of like your, your spiritual beliefs or like community service. But yeah. to me, this is, this is a really a, a, all three F's in this event, but I wonder for you, is there a, a faith component, you know, maybe helping with the grieving process or just connecting with other people that knew Mark and Taylor or what, what's that experience been like for you to be able to do that in their honor? Yeah. I think all the above, like it's, you know, that, that first video I saw was the actual first run, which was, you know, just after it happened. And so you know, being asked the second year and this year to help. It's just such a tough week that, that it kind of hyper-focuses my energy on that and just being able to share their story and keep their memory alive with other people who probably didn't know them or didn't even know the story. I've heard that so many times while organizing and, you know, um, doing the, trying to raise money for the scholarship where they didn't know the story. And so, just keeping their memory alive is kind of one of the main, my main drives, like as far as legacy and whatnot for myself and for them, because I want people to know about them and not to forget about them. And you throw in the, you know, all the the prayers that day and being like the COT and just being able to talk about them as hard as it was, it's very 
therapeutic as well. And then, you know, bringing, you know, Mark's brother, Larry Legend, having him talk. And Wolverine, who's another one of his great friends who can talk. And they all have their own stories that maybe I never even heard. And so it was good for me because I didn't know what they were going to talk about. So it's, it's, it's good to hear that as well. And then, you know, you're running during this whole thing. Obviously I'm, <laughs> I don't even think about it because I got a million other things on my mind, but it's been great. And then just besides just letting other people know who they were and what they stood for. Now there's this scholarship that's, that's been established in their name that this is the second year that goes to um, an incoming freshman that's going to gross high school that, has to write an essay about how they or what what reflects you know kind of what Mark did or what Taylor did and their and what they're trying to do and why they want to grow to go to gross and why this scholarship will will help them and I've read a couple of those essays and it's just it's just awesome just to hear them and these are you know eighth graders they they don't they didn't know Mark and Taylor and now they're gonna know and They'd be like, you got what scholarship? And maybe they'll tell somebody else. And then it just keeps growing and growing and growing. So they're, they continue to, uh, their memory to, to thrive. And it's, it's, it's been a really, it's probably one of my favorite things we do every year. And there's just, there was so many people there. It just feels, it just feels good. I don't, it's kind of hard to explain, but, uh, just the, it's just something I need during that time. So I'm going to keep doing it as long as we, as we can, honestly. Yeah. Well, and, and how cool, right, to have this this week that is really tough, right, for you and, and other people, but then to have, like, this event where it's just, like, sort of elevates it to this position of, you know, honoring their legacy, but also glorifying SkyQ in a way that um, just brings people together that maybe never knew each other, never would have known each other. And then, and then like you said, with the scholarship piece, is that um, – how is that supported? Just, just out of curiosity, is that supported like separately, like through gross or is that something that you're, you're sort of leading on your own or I guess I just make the contribution, but yeah, it's through gross and they, it's, uh, it's, uh, trying to think of the the word, but it's like, so it's funded for, they'll have that scholarship for four years. And so those, there's the possibility that there's four people there at the same time on that scholarship. And, it just all goes into one, so they just keep growing it, so that it keeps being funded. And I've I've heard already that it's funded, you know, for the next like twelve years or something like that. So as long as we keep, I mean, there are other people that contribute, obviously as well. And so that's yeah. just kind of the we make the donation. Uh, I make the donation in the name of F three and in the in the run the proceeds from the run, and uh, so yeah, that's where it goes from there. Wow, that's really cool. I love that. I'm curious too how that maybe flows over into planting a site at Gross and just the, um, I don't know, just some of the leadership opportunity there. And then again, you know, leveraging that as a way to honor Mark and Taylor. What was your experience like getting to launch a site? Yeah. Uh, I, f- I feel like launching a site's a little different than, than taking a flag, obviously. It was, it was, I mean, there was a little more work involved, but it was, and it was something that I didn't know that I could to do honestly like jc kind of just i I, it was just an off statement during a run honestly like hey i think this would be a good place and then you know we get where we get done running and during the announcements they're like oh farb is going to start a site at here i'm like what like (laughs) (laughs) that's literally how it went like 
<laughs> this was during announcements. I'm like, I just literally just brought this up 20 minutes ago. And, uh, and, but I mean, that's what it takes sometimes to like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I just went home and went to work. Like, okay, like first thing I'm doing, I'm going to map the pre-run obviously. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> map the pre-run, get the crown. <laughs> yeah. You know, we'll figure out everything else after that. But, uh, I mean, the most thing I was worried about was like, you know, I have a weird work schedule, like, you know, like a lot of guys do. It's not, that was kind of my big excuse. Like, I don't know if I can do this because, but I, I think it was KOA that said like, if something's important to you, you find a way to make it work no matter mm -hmm. what your time constraints are and whatnot. And, you know, for that last year, you know, like, I don't know, I, every once in a while I just go in late and my boss is totally cool with it. It wasn't a big deal at all. Um, and you know, I, like another reason of why, you know, girls high school, obviously that's where Mark and I went and countless memories there of, of us. That's, you know, that's where we met and played basketball and came really good friends. And I'm like, you know what, if, if this, as long as this site's in existence, you know, I'm going to dedicate it to these guys that way. They're just another way of trying to keep their memory alive. Like that's, it's really important to me that people don't forget. Cause I feel like sometimes, you know, people can forget stuff and uh and then you know the the actual slogan of the school there is ducks esto and you know if you've been to the catamount you know after every workout you get there's two bands you get one for leading and then you get to give one to uh, somebody that maybe excelled that day or is excelling in any of the f's that you've noticed um so you get to present that to them because ducks esto literally means be a leader and that's like perfect like this group, that's what we want, you know, male community leadership, right? It's like, mm -hmm. why not me? Like, why, you know, why, why not me to lead a site? Why not launch a site? It's like, you just, you just get pushed and just do it basically. Like, and that's, that's kind of, you kind I kind of got pushed into it and then I'm just like, well, we're going to do this then and just go with it. Yeah. I love you went on. How, how, how'd you come up with the name? <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, it kind of has two names. <laughs> Some of these sites get a couple of names, but, uh, well, so, so over there, uh, it's really hilly and there are some, there are some famous hills over there, uh, to run. So I'm like, Oh, and you know, the, the mascot at gross high school is a cougar there. And so just like a, you know, synonym for cougars, you know, there's catamount, just the cat of the mountains. And, uh, I was kind of looking for a, a, a um, kind of a catchy second part of the, the, uh, the name there. And I think it was sweet roll had recommended complex because if you look at the definition of complex. It's like all these different parts that are, can interconnect together. And that's, you know, is that not F3 where you have all these different guys and different that come together to make this one awesome thing. We're all from different backgrounds, different jobs, different face. And so that's where it came about. But, a lot of people like to call it the cat house, which is fine. That's kind of the, uh, <laughs> the second, the second name. You could call it either one. They're both right answers. <laughs> and what's the, isn't there a hill over there? That's like, I don't know. Shirley's. Yeah. Angrier, bigger sister. I don't know. Yeah. Steeper sister. Yeah. 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 Her name's Bernadette. She's not nice. Bernadette. Yeah. She, <laughs> she's brutal, man. Um, well, and, and I love the, you know, just going all in, right? I mean, I think you also, along with F3 shirts, you have a number of these, like, you know, cat 
shirts. I don't know if you have multiple or if it's the same one, but you you've got like cats throwing out dollar bills. And yes, cats, right? yeah. I mean, yeah, I love it. You should what, always um, wear, always wear a cat shirt to the cat house. Yeah. What, what do you think is a from a leader? Maybe like leading your family, leading at work, leading in, t- in the community. What do you think you maybe learned through the the role of a site queue and launching that site? Uh, I think a lot of what I learned was um, besides consistency, like, you know, being there, obviously, I think that's huge in a lot of stuff we do. I mean, I see consistency as the big thing besides just showing up and being there a lot, you know. Um, I think that leads to a lot of acceleration if you just, if you're almost OCD about things and showing up and being a psyche kind of forces you to do that. Like you're there, like this is, you got to be there. Um, cause I mean, if they're like, I would always get torn apart between like, Oh, there's a flag pass today, but it's Tuesday and I, I still have to be here because you know, what if a down rager's in town and he's going to show up and you know, you still got to be there to, uh, to lead your site. And so like, and, and just recognizing that there's a lot of different guys that are in different places, not only fitness wise, but that was another thing I noticed when I just kind of stepped back and looked because my problem a lot of time, which we've talked about a lot, I feel like is just trying to be out going all out doing whatever during the workout. But you, as a psych you, you got to be on the lookout for maybe somebody's falling back or someone's struggling or, you know, you got to help them as opposed to being the, the selfish route of, I want to get my workout in and I want to do this stuff too, but you have to think about the packs that are, in the group as well that may need your help with something or something of that nature. So it kind of helped me be a little less selfish, which I tend to be as far as fitness wise. (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah. Well, and that's a lesson I think we're, you know, maybe it's in our our nature, right. To be a little selfish. And so I think we're all kind of learning, you know, what, when do you pull back? When do you really push, you know, and, and go full speed and, um, you know, you kind of reminded me of a uh, Craig Groeschel. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he, he says, you know, successful people do consistently what other people do occasionally. And, and I think the consistency piece, right, in relationships and fitness and faith. I mean, I think you, you're spot on. That's a huge um, thing for us to learn as leaders. Uh, you know, I'm curious. You know, Farva, from your perspective, um, you, you know, I don't know if you have any advice or maybe any sort of themes or trends or things that you, you're seeing within the group or um, just other things on, on your mind that you want to dive into, but would love to just explore what else, uh, what other topics you, you want to bring forward. Um, yeah. You know, like I, I kind of brought it up earlier with that, with that testing yourself thing. Like I feel like we've been, well, myself in, individually kind of, we like been inventing these new fitness things to do. I know you've heard about the meat grinder and, yeah like the newest thing uh the missy elliott which uh is a double pre-run so it's a double pre-run but the first time you uh you run it backwards so you know you know i put my thing down flip it and reverse it got (laughs) it it. (laughs) wait so what's the meat grinder oh the meat the meat grinder is uh you start with a smurf with a vest and then you after that you pre-run and then you do the beatdown. So if you do all three, that's a full meat grinder. 
That sounds absolutely actually, That sounds actually, brutal. Yeah. That sounds brutal. <laughs> this past Saturday, myself and Lofo actually did a Missy Elliott meat grinder, which was really horrible. But I just feel like you have to, I, I know I'm kind of focusing on the fitness part of it, but like just these, these things that like seem ridiculous and hard, like I think everyone can do them if they just like let go of some of their limitations mentally and like, like if you start consistently doing a half marathon, it's not even a thing anymore. Like it's just, you just start doing it and it's, it goes back to, I think I've talked about like, if you, if you keep doing these hard things consistently, we're back to consistently, then they're not hard anymore. So then you start looking for another hard thing and you know, everyone starts looking at you like you're insane when you're trying to do some of these, some of these things. But I'm like, I'm just trying to invent as many things and put my stamp on as many things as possible because I just think about like legacy and, you know, you could be gone tomorrow and like even thinking about Nugent, like how much of an impact he left and not his lifetime, but the short time he was in F3 that people still talk about just the way he was. And like, I just think about like, if I was gone tomorrow and, you know, would people still talk about the Farber Murph or would they talk about the meat grinder or the Missy Elliott or the Farber beans or whatever, whatever stamp I can put on things. I know it's, like I said, it's a little selfish, but I just think about like this no, is like I, legacy. Like I, I love like that. I, well, and you're talking about a concept of acceleration, right? We talk about this all the time. You know, you, you hear this guy's really accelerating, right? And that's either in the first, second, and third. Hopefully, we're hitting all three, right? And yeah. you're talking about accelerating the fitness piece, which is great because normally it's okay. You're tending one beat down a week. Now you're up to four. Okay, now you incorporate the pre runs. Okay, now let's try this nasty meat grinder thing that. That Farber came up with, <laughs> but I do like what you said about legacy. And Plague has asked this question before, and we we haven't asked it a lot. But you know, what would you like your legacy to be here at F three? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, besides the fitness part, like I, I obviously want people to remember me as like someone who was, you know, really. Oh God, what's just just an animal? I get called a lot of names, like maniac psycho i mean that's all good too but like uh I've, I've really tried to focus a lot on the fellowship part like the going to coffee i knew that something that i was like i'm never gonna do that like i ain't got time for that i get it but that's another thing that's just like that's part of the formula that like you gotta get all three and just meet new guys and just trying to get deeper into why they're there and maybe they need help with something like maybe i can help them like it's weird that, you know, after two years, you kind of, you have experience, like, like, Hey, winter's coming up. You need me to, you need any advice on how to dress? Like, you know, text me, I'll send you the links and tell you if you're going to be there tomorrow, I'll tell you what to wear exactly. Or just the leading that way with having the experience that way. And then, you know, I've, I've done, uh, I've led Q source a couple times and I remember being super nervous the first time just being like, this is, and it was at paradise. And I literally, this is, I don't want to admit this, but I literally canceled like, cause I didn't want to do it. Like made some lame excuse. And then like, I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. So I, I texted, I think it was retweet back and said, I'll be there. And, I'm gonna, and it was probably the best thing. Like you, you get so many different perspectives from different people. Like not, there's the same people in your circle. These are, you know, different ages, different jobs, and you hear the perspective of the same thing that you're 
you you know you read the topic and you know what you think but then you hear what other people think you're like oh yeah that makes sense too and you never thought about that angle so you know i, I want to be known for the fitness part obviously but i'd like to be known for for just being an all-around good fax member honestly on all of them but i do like the fitness part <laughs> I do think, you know, so in the F3, I think free to leave, right? They talk about 43 feet um, and you happen to be 43, right? I think Tater just turned 43. So I mentioned this to to him this morning, but sort of this idea of building, building the road out in front, right? Of the people that you're leading or the group that you're leading. And, And you're certainly doing that, you know, with some of these things that, other guys aren't coming up with, you know, a new, uh, workout challenge. And I, and I will say, right. You hear guys after being in the group for three, four five years of like a double Murph on a Monday is starts to get a little mundane. Right. So why not, uh, continue to mix it up? Cause in theory, right. If we're all doing this for five years, hopefully we get stronger, faster. Yep. Right. I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't know. And maybe the goal is to, to maintain a certain level of fitness too, but I, I love that. Um, you know, just that you're pushing the group and I, you know, curious your thoughts on, on, uh, some of the other things like, like Q source, um, TNT, have you had a chance to, it sounds like you've had a chance to lead those, but you feel like those are good resources for guys to look into. Yeah, they're absolutely stuff that everyone should be looking into. Uh, and I know, I think uh, some of the guys might be a little standoffish or scared of that. Maybe a little early on because, you know that we have that that cult label, and then that, they might see that a little bit that way. But it's it's really not. And once you show up and 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 just participate, you don't I mean you can you can just sit there and listen. You don't have to to say anything if you don't want to. And then um, it's it's going to be led by you know whoever's leading, and the conversation is going to take place whether you you know participate or not. Obviously, we want you to participate. And I think those you know the ones at the pit every Saturday outside, you know, before it gets cold here, just been, just been great. And then you see, when you see new guys show up that have maybe never been to Q source and you see them kind of leaning into that part of it. And it just, it, it's, it's great to see. And I think we need more guys to do that, honestly, mm-hmm. because that kind of gives the baseline for what we're doing. Like we want this male community leadership and, you know, this is the baseline of how to do that. And, how to lead your family or lead your business or what, whatever it is you're, you're trying to lead at your church out there because that's the ultimate goal, obviously, is we want to lead our communities. Yeah. I love this statement or thought that, yeah, to have a community, you got to have guys that are showing up and sharing perspectives. Right. And that's what it's all about. And really this, there's this great concept of you may not need it that day, but you don't know what you're providing for the guy that does need it. So absolutely, you know, and we typically wrap up a, a beat down with the COT, but before that we ask for thoughts and prayers. And so we like to do that here too. So if we see you out in the gloom, any words of encouragement, we can give you anything you're kind of wrestling with right now that you care to share. Um, yeah, help me sleep more. That would be, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh I, um, I asked for prayers today because I'm now the dad of twin teenage girls. So that would definitely need a lot of prayers. Um, Yikes. I know. Lord help me. But uh, 
I mean, other than that, I, 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 I'm good. I think things are good. So. Like, yeah, man. Well, I appreciate you taking time to just share your story. And, you know, I guess I would just encourage guys uh, to get out there next to you, you know, and, and have a conversation. I know I've, every time we've met and, and talked uh, through what's going on in my life or your life, I think I've left a, a better human being. So just appreciate who you are, man. Uh, it's, it's great having you in my life. So yeah. we'll do a little name-a-rama. Yeah. I'll uh, start us off here. Brandon Flea Hardy, 37, The Plague. Plague. The Plague. Ah. <laughs> John over 32, Pony Express. Pony. <laughs> I am Matt Skrasky, 43. Farva. Oh, he's got, he's the got the glasses. <laughs> you just always have a pair of those on you, or what? How do you do that? Comes uh, with a job. Wouldn't you? <laughs> I love it. Appreciate you, man. 